and away we go. Welcome everyone to the first ever episode of Grid Iron Crew, an NFL podcast made in Scotland by fans of America's finest export. My name is Keith McGinty and I'll be your host tonight. And joining me is some of the finest guys in the land. Let's meet the rest of the crew. First up, he's my right-hand man. He, uh, if I was to say, compare him to a, an F- NFL player, I would say he's a, he's a Tom Brady of the, the lot. He's aging on the decline, but he's still got a wee bit of quality in him there. It's Danny McFave. Danny, how are we? Not bad, mate. How are you? I'm I think you're going to go away. Um, I've got 600 million in the bank and married to a supermodel. No? <laughs> that's, or that's two weeks done. away for a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all? Aren't we all at this time? <laughs> there would be no Brady without Gronk. And it's over to someone with the, a skill set more uh, uh, equipped to. WWE wrestling nowadays than anything else. It's uh, Scott Coggle. Scud, how are we today? I'm good, thanks, mate. How about yourself? Aye, all good, all good. This is uh, this is going well so far. Um, we've got ourselves all set up. We've got everybody joined in. One guy keeps dropping in and out, but listen, it's going to get better and better as we, we go on. That guy is Patrick Houston. He will be joining us later, no doubt. He'll be um, knocking back the, the calls from the, the elderly ladies of the the NFL world, but we'll get to him when he, he comes and joins us. Our first ever episode, guys. Are you excited? Yes. Delighted, mate. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> Absolutely sound it. Can I give you a bit of attention here, guys? What I was going to open with um, an opening question is, who is it you support and why do you follow that team? So, Danny, I'll start with I'll you. Go. Yeah, I'll go first, mate, but I don't want Scud to steal my thunder, so that's why I'm going first. The one, the only, the six-time Super Bowl champions, the legendary dynasty that is the New England Patriots. So why do you follow them? Yeah, expand on that a wee bit for us. What, what <laughs> would you follow yeah, them? Yeah, just to throw it there. Boston? Boston. Love it. Great city. Northeast New England, what's not like? Reminds me of Glasgow, mate. We'll get to we'll get to Boston a wee bit later on. Scott, yourself, you're also a Pats fan. What, what made you support them? Um, just something so simple as watching Family Guy, um, watching it, <laughs> seeing them reference in Family Guy, and just took it from there. Started following them from then. A long, long time ago now, but no, it's been a more and more get into it. But no, it was just something as simple as seeing it on a show. Fantastic. I myself am a Seattle Seahawks fan this week. Um, um, <laughs> got a long-running joke. Um, I'm a Seahawks fan. I, I have a, a liking for the Green Bay Packers, but that's more their, their uniforms than anything else. I am a, a Seahawks fan. Um, my love of the Seahawks came from when I was a little kid and I saw uh, the Wizard of Oz and they had the Emerald City. Then when I found out there was another real one, and then if it no, my um, love of the, the the Seahawks came from watching Frasier actually. Um, it was round about this time about eight, nine years ago. We'd have been working our way through the, the series, and I just loved everything that uh, Seattle had. I thought that was reminiscent of um, Glasgow, um, rain, mad about their sports, uh, a wee bit of culture in there as well. So that's how I chose my American city to be Seattle. And uh, 
my sports team to be the Seattle Seahawks. And I look good in their uniform. I love that the, the Eagle looks good as well. The fourth member of our, wait, our first panel wait, tonight. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, I need to put there. The Eagle looks good. The Seattle Seahawks have an Eagle. I told you I'm nervous. This is, this is just the excitement getting for me here. We're meant to have a fifth member. He's the, he's the Eagles fan. I'm missing Kev dearly. Hopefully he'll be able to join us next week. But we do have a fourth men- member of the panel tonight, and that is the Zach Wilson, the the, the grandmother's favourite um, of the crew, and that's Patrick Houston. Pat, how are we tonight? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm sorry about the technical de- delay there. Um, laptop ran out of charge. It's right in queue. Well, that, that's that's unforgivable. I was going to say technical difficulties are, are, are bound to happen, but that's yeah. that's amateur hour. That you Sorry. yourself, Patrick, you're a you're a Jets fan. Uh, you yep. and JLo, what was it that that made you a, a, a fan of the, the green guys from New York? Um, I think there's a couple of reasons. Um, firstly, obviously, greatest greatest city in the country. So you know, one spot team from from the greatest city of the country, and obviously. One team in blue, one team playing blue, one team playing green. So it was an easy <laughs> choice that way. Um, second reason is obviously Danny and Scud are obviously big Patriots fans, and what better way to wind them up than to support the Jets? And, yeah, and you've been able to do that so often. You've been Absolutely. able to do that so often over the years. Well, you know, I think you know the tide, the tide is changing. You know, the tide shifting, and you know we've been building some for a good few years now. And then I think the third thing is obviously their uniforms are smart as hell. You know, I think I think the. Both the retro stuff and obviously the current uniforms, I think they're cracking. So I think you know, for me, it was a pretty easy choice. I like, I like the underdog as well. I like the whole fact that they are the underdog. You know, they have been shit for the best part of ten years, you know, if not longer. Um, but yeah, we like no direction whatsoever. But I think, especially this past couple of years, um, I think you know, you see obviously the changes that are happening. Obviously, really great draft picks this past two years and, and really building some of the future. So a lot of good young guys in the squad and definitely lots of potential. And that's the thing, though. It, it, you are building something there. You can see that the team is progressing. You've got off to a fantastic start this season. Let's jump into it then. Looking at the highlights from uh, week six so far, but it's all New York, New York, New York. We'll get to the Eagles later on. Kev had his chance. We're not going to spend much time on the six no Eagles. We're going to have a look at uh, focusing on the New York's finest, and, and that's the, the Jets who beat convincingly. Um, Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers. Patrick, how, what did you make of the game? Um, well, the game itself, I thought, you know, um, we kind of blew them out of the water to begin with. Then, obviously, in typical Jets fashion, they did their best to try and let them back into it. Um, I think if you look at how they've been on the road this year so far, you know, went to Cleveland one, went to Pittsburgh one, and now went to, um, obviously, Lambeau and one as well, which was completely unheard of. Certainly, looking at the time I've been following the NFL. I think you look at the look at the defensively. I mean, what a, what a performance the defence been. The Williams brothers are just phenomenal. Like some of the hits they got in the weekend there, it was brilliant. And then if you look at the offense, the offense is great. They've got some really. They've got two running backs. You know, I think you know they're up there with the best parents in the league just now. Uh, they've got one-two punch. It's really good with with Carter and Membry Hall. Um, you look at the wide receivers. Obviously, you know the really good young fast guys. Moore's not really did much this year so far, but you know. Obviously, we've got we've got the young guy Garrett Wilson coming as well. I think you know they're really building something. I think it's really exciting. And then obviously Sauce gives you a wee bit of added something. Um, you know, he likes to sort of wipe people up as well, which is really good. I think he's got personality. And I think he'll fit in really well in New York. Um, I think, I think that the, was... key, the key thing for us is to try and keep a hold of these guys. Or if we're going to trade, then do what we did with Adams and get some really 
good high draft picks back. And that seems to have really paid off for you this season with the Sauce Gardner and you've got uh, Brees Hall as well doing, doing wonderful things. I'm sure Brees, uh, Sauce Gardner's uh, antiques after the, the match at Lambeau will not ever come back to, to haunt them at all, run about never, with the, the, the cheese on the, the head there. Scott, have you been impressed by the, the JETS Jets? Yeah, they have been impressive, especially with starting without their starting quarterback for the, so many of uh, the first four games, three games. Um, that was impressive, but they're a different beast now with the more concentrating on their running and their passing. Blacko was more inclined to pass, whereas I think they're a more balanced team now with bringing the running backs into play. Paul's come on leaps and bounds since Wilson's come back into the team. So no, it and has the, been a bigger step. Sorry. No, no, no. Good point, mate. Um, Danny, but looking at the, the other side of the New York, we're looking at the, the Giants there. An impressive win against the Ravens there. Um, how impressed have you been with the, the, the start that the, the Giants have made this season? The record doesn't lie, does it? In the day, they're 5-1, whether you know they play well or not. But it just shows the difference it is when they've actually grown up in charge of them for a change. You know, <laughs> you be tight, now they've got... Uh, Wink Martindale, their DC, you know, they've got Joe Shane and actually drafting good players. Uh, and they've got Dable and this head coach. They actually look like a legitimate outfit. Now, the team's still got big issues. Five on, I think, flatters them a wee bit. Uh, they've not done anything exceptional. You know, at the end of the day, for three quarters of that game, they, they probably shouldn't have won it. It was a brilliant, you can't take it away from a brilliant fourth quarter for them. Uh, Thibodeau obviously put up big strip stack with like a minute 37 to go but if you go back even a couple of plays before that when Jackson has the ball and he's on the 25 yard line there's three minutes to go three timeouts left they're winning by three it's third and six there's a bad snap he collects it runs about for a bit tosses it up interception by Julie Love bang that's it you know that's setting up the game winning drive there you know so did the Ravens throw it away? The Giants win? Probably a bit of both. But, you know, at the end of the day, you still win. And it shows just what they're doing, though. You know, they're getting outscored. I think it was like 2010 going into the fourth quarter here. So down by two digits, going into the fourth quarter, what happens? Again, you've got adults in charge of that team making the adjustments, making the changes, come back winning. So you've got, again, good rookies. The rookies won them for this one. Uh, one day Robinson scored a touchdown, the big tight end yep. Bellinger rookie touchdown as well. Said big Kevon Thibodeau coming up good for that strip sack again. Lamar's got to do better to protect that ball, but kind of say fair on that, you know. Uh, Ravens, oh well, but yeah, it was a bit of collapse for them, but the Giants can only be, uh, beat who's there. But that's the thing about the, the Giants, they, they have been doing it whilst um, suffering injuries as well. They seem to be a team that they've, they've got they've got different options there. Uh, Saquon Barkley coming back and being such a, a, a beast in the park, a, a driving influence for them, um, has been a huge plus for them. Um, but uh, they have say, to compete without some of their, their, their top wide receivers as well. And, and that's why, that's the good thing and I'd say the bad thing to look at, you know, without uh, having Galladay, even if he's 
basically not done anything. But you know, having without him, Slayton, uh, Tony, uh, you know, wide receiver cores down too much. Daniel Jones is always going to be limited. That's always going to be the limit. Now, what I'd be interested to see what happens with this Giants team is what happens when they actually get down by a couple of scores. What they really go behind? Do they actually have the offense to actually go out and win the game? The defense mm-hmm. is brilliant. I can really see them. But what happens if they go up against somebody that's just clicking? I don't know if they can go up against it because I think they're always going to be limited by Daniel Jones. That's it's, it's certainly going to be exciting to see how the, the two New York teams go. Um, the the highlight of the weekend, though, had to be the, the matchup between the, the Chiefs and the Bills, Mahomes versus Allen. Um, which one is Messi and which one's Cristiano Ronaldo? Because the two of them are the, the future of the NFL. They're so exciting. They're so interesting to watch. Um, Patrick, who, who would you who would you prefer? Who, if you could pick for your fantasy football team, who would be your starting QB? I'd take Alan every day of the week. I think I think he's you know for me. I, I, like, I mean, it might be these get better guys running about him just now. Stop making faces, Ross. I mean, there's a good there's a good reason why you've muted yourself. Um, no, I, I do I prefer Alan. I think I think he's he's an all right game is, is better. I think he seems more. Suited to where he is just now as well. I think I think in the, the team he's got around about him, I think he's there and there's a team that can win not just now but for the future, a couple of years. I think the Mahomes crank player, absolutely, but you know, he's, he's not surrounded by the right team at this point in time. I think they're on the slide, whereas the Bills for me is is on the up. So for me, I'd take Alan every day of the week just now. Yeah, and Dawson Knox hasn't even really reached his peak yet. Um, one of my favorite players. Um, Stefan Diggs just him and Alan just seem so well suited to each other on each other's wavelength. But what about you, Scott? Would you be going for the the Madden front cover star of uh, Pat Mahomes, or are you a, a, an Alan fan? Personally, as much as hard for me to say, I think Alan. I do prefer Alan the smoking time. But how sustainable his type of play is with his runs is another matter. If that can last, how long that will last a career with. Holmes is probably better if he gets protected to sit in there, but Alan's always got to take those chances, and you've seen the span of Cam Newton's career where we're liking to run the ball too much. You're only an injury away from it completely shatters your how you play. It completely changes yeah. your style. What about you, Danny? Hush me to say it. <laughs> Paddy Mahomes. <laughs> so I'm being the contrarian here no at the end of the day I'm going with who's done it at the end of the day Alan he's been in the league now but his fourth season fifth season sorry uh, where's it been yeah he was 13 seconds away last season to get to the championship game they collapsed so as far as I'm concerned you want Mahomes he's been there done it 18 seconds left 13 seconds at Disney Mart Tries to be Superman too much, tries too much of these sidearm things, so sometimes you just need to throw the ball away. Killer interception towards the end of that game, he needs to just calm it down. And as much as I love seeing like Josh Allen hurdling linebackers and DBs, that's one bad landing away for a done an ankle. I don't want, you know, as much, I love watching it as a neutral, but I don't want to be seeing my quarterback doing that because that's going to result in pain at some point. Uh, yeah. Both both quarterbacks would benefit massively from actually having that decent run game right enough. Too much weight on them, too much force to throw at. Allen's forced to run too much himself. I would love to see them, you know, good, good defensive lines. Love to see a good quarter, a good running back, sorry, behind them to help them out. So, but I'm always going to go for Mahomes. He's done it, been there. That's the man. I think I, I've 
I'm actually going to agree with you here. I think Mahomes is just the, his creativity in the in the pocket. Whenever things start to go go wrong, he, um, he seems to be able to get the the, the pass away at weird angles, um, and and he just makes it look effortless at times. Um, he's my Messi to to Alan's Cristiano Ronaldo. So that's 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 what I'm I'm going with there my, myself. Um, final game we're going to talk about just now with this um, wonderful panel is uh, we're going to talk about the Pats. Um, your team, Scott, uh, Scott, um, absolutely burying the Browns. Um, good game for you? Yeah, it was a cracking game to see in all levels of the ball, starting off with defence. Um, it's a big difference when you've got Duggar back, the first interception, cracking. Um, and then we built on there, even playing with a fourth-round rookie quarterback. But they're coaching him up well enough, giving him just enough to do to help drive the game. It was really good to see. Um, and then I think it was just, I can't really comment about it, but saying it was a perfect, a perfect game, but a really good game to watch and see them come together a wee bit after the start to the season. Yeah, Bailey Zappi was the, the, the name on everyone's lips. I did to many a, a fantasy football team in the last week or so, I would uh, imagine. He seems a, a, a really nice guy. I don't know if you saw the, the video clip of him getting the phone call for the, the draft. Um, just seems like a nice big guy and kind of delighted that he's, he's starting to get the, the game time and a wee bit of recognition as well. Danny, yeah. what did you make of his performance? Ah, oh, love it. No, can I say more than that? You know, coming in as a rookie, thrown in the middle of a Green Bay game, you know, he's not got a chance to practice or even study properly for, you know, because they are just controls it well. Looks after the ball well. It's great to see his performance is superb, as I say, you carry fault him. I think he at one point it was 309 yards he ended up past the seven different receivers including himself which was quite impressive but uh, yeah <laughs> it, it, but what I would say though is the, the team has been well coached they've simplified it seems to be the buzzword now for offences really simplified the playbook for them made it easy for them they're scheming people home good to see the wide receivers getting in there John o. Smith, Hunter Henry getting involved, Tyquan Thornton back. They're making it easy for him. The O-line eventually is starting to click. They're looking good. He's well protected. He's getting almost three seconds in the pocket to throw the ball. Uh, can I say for him that Isaiah Wynn finally at that but the offensive line? He was starting to really annoy me. Far too many penalties. But now Marcus Cannon's back in there looking more assured. He's got the time behind the pocket. So can I say for him that going uh, to know as a starter, home and away, 100 plus passer rate in both games. It's not a love about really Zappy. Exactly. Um, Patrick, do you think Mike Jones is going to be worrying about his position when he comes back from injury? Um, I don't know if he should be worrying just now, but I think he should certainly be looking over his shoulder. I think, you know, maybe everybody thought Zappy was miles off it um, and when he was drafted. But I think, you know, I think he's definitely narrowed that. I think Daniel mentioned it there. I think the playbook definitely has been simplified and that's helped him out. But, you know, I mean, for having their third string quarterback just now, I mean, and they're, they're doing really well. I mean, for a team that's fourth in their division, let's, let's, not, let's not get away from it. I mean, <laughs> fourth. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're doing all right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think, I think you know, I think they have a really sort of solid start. I think actually, all, all joking aside, I think the division this year is looking really tough. I mean, I think, you know, mm-hmm. I assume the Bills will run away with it. Um, Miami's really strengthened this year. The Jets are getting better. That's sort of obviously strengthened as well. I think, you know, it's a really good division to be in. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a shame that 
the best Jets team I've seen in years is in such a such a strong division, and it's like you know we'll just, we'll still be up against it. Um, but no, I think I think I think Zappy's done a really good job so far. When's Mac back? Is he due back this week, or is, it, is he still? Yeah, he's Does training he towards starting this week. Mm-hmm. No, I think it'll be interesting to see. Personally, I would rest him. Mm-hmm. Sorry there, Keith, I know we're butting in here, going a yeah, bit yeah, off no, topic. No, no, off, just uh, script, but no uh, I would personally rest them. I, I, don't, I think the Bears are a bit of a disaster, a team. I think you leave them another week, get them healthy. Fully. We can win it with Zappi, no worries. So I would let them in, get another week, get that ankle going, and then bring them straight back in against those J-E-T-S. <laughs> That's us. We maybe see another, uh, another week of... Um... Of uh, Zappi then to, to see how he does and he's continue his development. I mean, look at the the news then. We'll just fire through this nice and, and quickly. Um, one of the the interesting things from uh, watching Red Zone the, the other night was um, Robbie Anderson and his uh, outburst getting sent to the the the, the locker room um, for the Panthers within twenty four hours. And I love this about American sports is just how quickly. They get them out the door, and uh, already he's uh, he's away to the the cards who've suffered a few of their own injuries. Um, is that a good move for the the Cardinals, or should they have been maybe keeping their their later trades and investing someone else? What do we think? They need the help at wide receiver just now, especially with Brown going down. Personally, you've got Hopkins coming back, but they've still not got much in the wide receiver department. But whether they'll get in now to Robbie Anderson's end, these guests. That's the that thing. Probably. Hopkins is, is Hopkins still to come back. Um, how many weeks are, is he left of his of his ban? I thought was he back, he's back this seven. week. That's him back, oh, right? But he's not been yeah, able to clean. train with the team or anything like that. So the reports that he was training in the in in fields uh, near the stadium, but um, not actually training with the team. So looking forward to to seeing how he fits into this team and with that added threat of Robbie Anderson that could be looking up for the Cardinals who have um, had a slow start to the to the season so far um, other news this week we've got Jack Easterby leaves the Texans I believe Jack um, was a, a member of the, the, the Patriots um, background back team staff at the time and they came with a, a big reputation but didn't really do very much with the Texans who have been a bit of a, a dumpster fire Thoughts on him, him leaving, Danny? Should have happened years ago. The guy's been an absolute cancer to the Texans. He is being hated for the second to get in the door. For a guy who used to be a chaplain, he has been nothing but a discreet, power hungry, forcing everybody out. Vice president, honestly, that, that team's so much better off with him. Good riddance. And no, I don't want him back at the Patriots. <laughs> we have seen him over overseas. Um, a horrendous uh, Houston Texans team um, and the, the state that they're in so although they're starting to look in the, on the up with a couple of good um, draft picks um, they look to be uh, on, the, on the rise there the other thing we've got down there is we've got the Black Friday game um, is this Amazon that's putting this one on is this a prime prime thing that's, that's happening yeah yeah sure is which I think can only be a good thing why do we not want <laughs> three games on Thanksgiving Thursday Another game on Black Friday, then into Sunday, Sunday night football, Monday night football. It's not like, you know, I I'll be with you. I'm, I'm absolutely 100% with you. I'll be honest, my, my week gets darker from uh, from Tuesday 
through to the the Thursday night game. Wednesday. And then to Sunday. So, I will. <laughs> really, it's, it's, I live for Red Zone on a Sunday myself. Um, I can't deal with these late night games. I'm happy to watch the the, the 40 minute replays um, the next day. But I, I, the more games that we can get, more ones that we can see here as well. Um, I absolutely delighted with that. We I think it's actually a good kickoff for us as well. Sorry, just to kind of in there. I, I believe it's actually a decent kickoff time. It's something relatively. Yeah, it's not too late as well. So it means us on a Friday night, you know, we can finish our work, crack a can, sit back and enjoy a Friday night bit of football, you know. That sounds wonderful. I'm looking forward to that. Maybe even get a chance for us to tell me up and go and watch a game together. I'm sure we'll stick that in the Gold Man's Pub near bio. So go down well. Um, do a live streamer. Exactly. Looking ahead to the the, the games coming up. Um, we're all we've, we're all in a fantasy football league, and I'm sure many of the listeners will be themselves. Um, it's it's interesting to see. Who are some of the, the injuries that we've got and who are returning? Um, Danny, you can maybe help us out with the the, the, the injury updates. Um, I'm personally delighted to hear that Tua is coming back this week. Um, hopefully everything's all right with the, the head. The concussion was a, a horrible thing to see. You should never have played that that second game. But um, I'm delighted to, to see that he's coming back because it. The, the, the Dolphins have missed them. Um, they've not really been firing. Teddy uh, Teddy Bridgewater has, has done well um, until he got concussed himself, but I think we've really missed Tua uh, in the pocket there, and hopefully um, he can get a, a, a couple of big scores this weekend, especially for my fantasy team. Yeah, I think that'll be good if he comes back. You know, it's good for the sport uh, if they can continue with that offence they had the first three games of the season. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he goes. But no, he's looks like he's healthy. Looks like he's returning. Other sort of notable injuries to look out for. Injuries to look out for. We've got obviously Carson Wentz has uh, injured his finger, so he's got him out uh, for forty six weeks. Randall Cobb. Arn Rodgers' safety blanket could be gone uh, for a few weeks as well. So that's a big one. You know, it's going to be Romeo Dubs and uh, Watson are going to need to step up now, kind of keep on relying on Tonya and Lazard. So that's a big one yep. to look out for. Uh, Kenny Pickett's still in concussion protocol. So we'll just need to monitor that, see how that goes. But it looks like Mitch won his job back anyway. He came back in. Uh, mm. You get Tom Brady swearing a little bit. Uh, <laughs> the big one with it whether it really matters or not, Russell Wilson get injured in the fourth quarter, can he really be any worse? So does it, but we'll monitor that. Apparently he's day-to-day after an MRI in his hamstring. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, and the other big one is uh, uh, Miles Garrett, banged up his shoulder in the fourth quarter late against the Pats. Uh, it's still a reoccurring thing his injury got when he decided to crash his car. <laughs> I was going to say something else there, but I'm aware I'm getting recorded. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, but that, so I'd say that's the majority of them as of this sort of recording, but, you know, we never know what's going to happen. Like we mentioned earlier, hopefully we see Mac back. Uh, I think it's going to be good for the game if we can get some of these injuries back. I feel it's been a particularly bad start to the year. No notable injuries, not any big, big players as such, but there's a lot of linemen that are out, a lot of linebackers, you know, uh, and it's really... As Tom Brady mentioned, it's resulting in some pretty poor football for the start of this uh, year. So hopefully, you know, we can see a return to uh, some of these key players and, you know, see a return to some good football. 
Yeah, we've, we've kind of noticed it in our, our fantasy football teams that the some of the scores are quite low um, in, in some of the, the, the leagues that we're in just now. So hopefully then as we go into the, the winter time, we're going to be picking up a, a wee bit more. Um, of course, Russell Wilson saying this... that he, he should be back with his mention that he's got Wolverine blood or something like that. <laughs> okay, it's, be honest, as a, as a Seahawks fan, uh, seeing him fail is is nothing more than absolutely delicious for me. Um, it was it was between him and Pete Carroll for a long time, and I kind of was erring towards uh, Ross, but having seen how well we're doing without him, I'm, I'm delighted that he's went there with a big, big money move, um, talking himself up, and he's fallen flat, flat in his face. It's, it's a wonderful sight so far. Don't be the bitter ex, Keith. Come on, you're better than that. <laughs> I think I think for um, me the big one I'm looking forward to coming back this week is hopefully Dak. I mean I want Dak back for the purposes of my oh, football team. I want to see the yeah. start balling again. So I, I need Dak back. So um I think you know he's he's kind of been under the radar this past few weeks and stuff. So I would really like to see him back and back to his best. You know, obviously he's had quite a lot of injuries. So hopefully they can kick on and yeah, for the purposes of my Cougar Nation that we can get we can get C D Lamb <laughs> scoring high again. Fantastic. Just, just as you mentioned there, Keith, about uh, fantasy scores, I'm sure I saw a tweet this week that said fantasy scores are actually about 20% down so far this year. Make it oh, that you will. That's didn't... my excuse. That's my excuse for my team. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's what, and that's what I'm sticking to. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this, is you, it says we, this is you, Danny, that said we weren't going to talk about like stats and things like that as well, hitting out with the 20% down. Good, good. Um, I think we're a team to be going well so far, guys. But one thing I'm sure the listeners would be wanting, but we sound, I think we're bluffing it really well. We sound as if we know what we're talking about, but you guys have actually been to a couple of the NFL matches so far, and I'm interested to hear in what your experiences have been of the, the, the London games that you've been to. Who did you go to see? What was it like? Which stadiums did you go to? Was Wembley or was it Spurs Stadium? And what was the experience like for you? Patrick, what, where did you go? Uh, so I've not been anywhere this year. Um, last year we were at the Spurs Stadium for the Jags and Dolphins game. Um, brutally honest, I think you know didn't really remember much of the game. Um, that's what happens. You send it to Kev Coggle. Um, you say you tend to miss, miss a lot of the game because you're at the bar most of the time. Um, atmosphere is phenomenal. You know, I mean, I think just the difference in the crowd and stuff like that was just was just brilliant. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, I was kind of gutted I couldn't get there this year, but um, hopefully we'll get back to plenty more in the future. What were you, Scott? Where did, what was the last game you were at? Um, last game was last year as well with Pat down at the um, Dolphins game at Tottenham. It was there, I've been to them for, I can't remember, I think it's about seven games I've been to. Been from Wembley to... Um, Twickenham and Tottenham so we've been to quite a few games and a few teams but it's just a full it's just brilliant the atmosphere the everyone different teams all just having a blather chat catching up we've met some good pals from down there um, and kept in touch with them so it's been it's a really good it's a really good experience definitely would recommend I'm very jealous myself I'm, I'm desperate to get down hopefully Maybe next year I'll be able to get down to, to a match. I'd love to get to uh, Spurs Stadium. That looks incredible. Just for a, a viewing experience, the, the, the fan experience um, going into it and everything that, that they put on for you, it looks incredible. Um, I'm very jealous that uh, you guys have been to them. I've been to an NFL match. I've been to a NFL match before, 
um, but it was a long time ago. But I'll talk about that with the second panel and when they come in. Um, Danny, you and Scott, what was the, what's been your your highlight so far of um, the matches that you've been to see? Twenty twelve, 47-7, Patriots against the St Louis Rams. Oof, can I say for that the first time you could see Tom Brady Gronk. Still gutted Hernandez was injured, but you know that's we'll bypass that topic for a week for another week. <laughs> <laughs> Day two tight ends were unreal, right? Uh, beating up a pretty bad Sam Bradford led Rams team, but uh, no, that was that was a great occasion. First NFL game, seeing the Pats in that sort of prime, going for it. Uh, yeah, that was good. That was a Wembley. Yeah, Spurs Stadium was unreal. Like you say, not a bad seat in the house. Uh, Wembley's better for the tailgating and the, the entertainment outside it, but you know, well, we're getting pretty spoiled with all these games. And you and Scott are, are going over to the States to, to see a match. Is it this year you're going? We are. Four weeks' time, we'll be packing our bags and setting off for the 3,106 mile journey. Uh, not that I'm counting, uh, <laughs> to Foxborough. <laughs> uh, yeah, can't wait. Uh, we're going to see them take apart those uh, New Jersey Jets. Hey, good. Um, what do you know about uh, the, the 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 experience of going to Foxborough yourself? What are you you most looking forward to? Are you going to be tailgating there as well, or yeah, hopefully get there for the couple of three hours. I think we they get there before the game, so we're out there enjoying the tailgating, proper tailgating in the states, which will be great. Really looking forward to it. And then even just going and experience Boston, I've never been before, so getting to go and see some of the sights and run about yeah. out there as well will be cracking. I'm really looking forward to the full, full shebang. Yeah, I'm you sure a fan of the, the impression. Will you take the kilts with you then? Of course. 100%. Amazing. Do, Amazing. do you not know real Gronk's fans wears kilts? Ah, uh, that's brilliant. So, guys, we're going to be starting a fundraiser just now to get them out of prison and back to the to Scotland <laughs> uh, in about five weeks' time. So, if you could contribute to that, that'd be greatly appreciated. Fantastic, um, gentlemen. This would be absolutely fantastic. A great start to uh, the podcast, but I think it's time that we meet um, some of the other members of the crew. So, we'll be back with you shortly. And we are back with the, the rest of the crew. Um, we've got three new panel members for us. Going forward, we're going to keep it to the short panel and maybe four, five of us uh, every week, reviewing the games that have happened previously, looking at the news, and then previewing the, the matches that are coming up in the, the following week. The following panellists are going to help me preview the, the next games that are coming up. Um, and we're starting with the, the, the Andy Reid of the crew. Um Looks a wee bit older, a wee bit aged, even though he's the same age as the rest of us. But he's um, he knows what he's talking about, and he knows what he's doing. Uh, we're talking to Studs here. Studs, how we doing? Yeah, all good, man. How's yourself? I, I'm loving this. This has been a, a great night so far. The, the chat's been great. We're bluffing our way to a successful uh, debut, I think. So I really enjoying that. Um, next up, I, I'm, I'm joined by the the, the Justin Jefferson. Of the, the 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 crew, he's um he's quick, he's nimble, he's reliable, he's wears size six skinny jeans. It's a uh, it's smudger smudger. How are you doing? I was wondering who you were going to go to there, Keith. If it was me or Shaney with the JJ reference, uh, but no, I'm really good, mate. Uh, enjoying listening to the podcast so far. So yeah, all good here. 
fantastic. Um, next up, I'm joined by the man, a good friend of mine. His talent is of no doubt. He's, he's clever, but sometimes he crumbles under pressure. And for that reason, he's the Kirk Cousins of the crew. Um, you always see him crumble under pressure. Look up the, the chase. Um, Cheney, how are we tonight, mate? I was doing pretty well until you offended me. <laughs> with, um, the Kirk Cousins comparison, I'm sure we'll come to that. But I'm, I'm good. I'm tired. I'm intimidated by everyone else's apparent knowledge base on uh, everything NFL. So I'm about to show myself up and Kirk Cousins it. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Your your knowledge is uh, it knows no bounds when it comes to the NFL. The the only man that I seem to compete on every player for in the waiver wire is your is yourself. So we're the studious ones of the of the crew. That's what I think. We're we're the ones you that could are, say that, or you could just say that we're the ones that are always last. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our the ones that are always trolling the waiver players. wire. That that barren wasteland of who who's available at the you know the last minute that I can pick up. <laughs> To salvage yeah, a it. team. Can't remember who I got this week, Hunter. Oh, Hunter thing for this week. Um, I I was struggling big time. Keep forgetting about those bye weeks. That's that's a bit of pain. Into bye week territory now. Studs, I'll come to you first. Oh, hail big chief. Um, <laughs> you are a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Why? 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 <laughs> yeah, it's a, a a little bit random. Um, I've spent some time coaching out in America, um, and I was pretty much based in the Kansas City and Midwest area, so I do certainly have some stories that I could probably share on a later podcast um, of my time in America, which included um, meeting a future Super Bowl champion in one stage, and um, but yeah, based in the Kansas City area, got to be in and around the stadium, unfortunately never got to a game, got to a baseball game, which is Kaufman Stadium right next door. Um, mm-hmm. And just the buzz you get from the city and being around about those people, it's it's really infectious. And I generally still talk to some of the some of the people that I stayed with out there during games and things like that. So yeah, that'd be why I follow the Chiefs now. Fantastic. Um, I'm next up. I'm going to come to a couple of a, a pair of VLs, and that's Viking lovers. That's 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 them over to to Shaney and, and Smudger. Shaney, I'll come to you first. Um, why why the Vikings? Um, well, Craig and I both chose the Vikings at the same time for pretty much the same reasons. Um, so we'll try and not talk over each other too much here. But we'd um, we'd known Danny and Scud for a long time and knew that they loved NFL and the New England Patriots. And we thought, let's get into this. Let's follow this sport. How do we choose a team? So we drew up basically a shortlist of things that we wanted our team to have or not have. And uh, through a process of elimination, we, we ended up at the Minnesota Vikings. That was it. That was a massive build-up. Was, was there anyone, anyone who else was in contention? What were, what were some of your, <laughs> what was some of your um, conditions that, for, for supporting the team? What were you looking for? Let's see, uh, proximity to Canada. Yep, mm. uh, cool mascot. Uh, good fan base, um, not the Patriots. <laughs> uh, that, that, that's fair enough, fair enough. Craig, yourself, um, a massive uh, Vikes fan. Um, yeah, you absolutely. yourself and you, and you and Shane actually went down. So 
talk about your own NFL experiences. I suppose leads wonderfully into it. Um, you were down, was it last weekend or the weekend before? Uh, yeah, just yeah, the weekend before last, uh, we were down to Tottenham Stadium. Um, so saw the Giants against the Packers, which was absolutely brilliant. Uh, first time we'd been down to to London since COVID. Uh, you know, so we've missed a few years, but um, been been down to London to a few games now. Um, got to see the the Vikings at, at Twickenham when we we beat the Browns, which was you know brilliant experience. Uh, got to see you know Adam Thielen's knee slide touchdown celebration in person, which was which was a, a huge highlight. Um, but yeah, oh, we, nice. we've been down a few times. Um, and as Jeannie said, it was it was Danny and Scud's love of all things NFL that got us into it. Um, and we went down um, when they were going to see, I think it was the Lions against the Falcons, I think that they were um, they were playing. And uh, we, you know, we watched the game, didn't have tickets, but, you know, that, that really kind of, that caught, we caught the bug, you know, at that mm-hmm. point. Um, but we didn't have a team of our own. And then she was talking about the short list of, you know, things that we liked about the Vikings. I mean, I, I would just add to that as well, you know, the, the fact that they're, they're a bit of a kind of underdog team, you know, the, the, the mm-hmm. kind of glorious failure um, that, you know, we're so familiar with with being, uh, you know, Scotland fans, uh, you know, it's, it's something that I guess, you know, we thought we're, we're quite used to seeing this. Um, we're we're used to the bitter disappointment. Yeah, I was, I was reminded of it several times when uh, when we were down uh, at the Packers kind of fan meet uh, last weekend. Shane and I went down and, and we made lots of uh, lots of new friends. I think it's safe to say, <laughs> Shane, uh, fr- yeah, friends and in, in, in quotes because uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll let I'll let Shane um, touch on the the gift that he he gave us on the train on the way down, which raised a few eyebrows as we uh, walked into the pub full of Packers fans on the Saturday before the game. <laughs> Go for it, Shaney. I just um, I just got some custom hats made up in purple and gold, just Green Bay socks right across the front. <laughs> sure, that would go down well. Get you a few drinks, uh, and bought in the in the pubs and around the, the stadium. Um, you yourself, Shaney, what's been some of your favourite games that you've been to? Uh, every time I've been down to London to go to a game, it's just been better than the year before. And the standard was set high from the first time. Like, I don't even normally sound like this. This is just still fallout from that Giants-Packers game two weeks ago. Um, like Craig said, um, watching the Vikings beat the Browns was great. But it's like it's like a Super Bowl crowd down there whenever you go. There's just every team is supported. We were counting the jerseys when we were down at the weekend and we caught every team before kickoff. Um it's just a brilliant time. And, you know, when you watch Green Bay lose, it's even better. <laughs> Studs, what about yourself? Have you been to any games in London or are you, you saving up for Arrowhead? I'm actually a London virgin in terms of going to a game. I've never been to an NFL game in the UK. I've actually never even been to a game in America, unfortunately. Um, as one of my big regrets when I was working in America not to make it to an NFL game. I'd been in and around college games and I can see Shane desperate to come in on this front. Um, I, I was working in the Nebraska Cornhusker college town of Lincoln. Mm-hmm. So they are mm-hmm. certainly my college team and um, kind of piqued my interest back into, into football as well. So I did get, get to a game there at Memorial Stadium but never an actual NFL game. Um, so that is certainly... A, Arrowhead is obviously the dream, getting over to Arrowhead, getting to do the full Kansas City 
tailgating experience, which is legendary yeah. in its own right, doing some of the, the barbecue places in and around the Kansas area. Um, so that is definitely on the bucket list. Outstanding. Cheney, you want to come in there? I've had my hand up like five times, Keith. Come on. Um, Studs, what did you coach in America? <laughs> we call it football. Right, but soccer. It's called soccer if you're American. I actually dropped it in. It's just in case anyone listening thinks that you're like, you know, some special <laughs> team coach or something like that. No, no, it, it was soccer. I was coaching um, for any American listeners that are, that are joining us. But uh, yeah, no, it's our, our football is what I was coaching over there. Fantastic. Associated football, that's where the, the soccer comes from, the associated. So it's actually a, 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 a British word, you know. I looked up the other night, the V-Man was asking me. <laughs> um, I myself have never been to an NFL game. However, I've been to an NFL Europe game many, many years ago at uh, Murrayfield Stadium, which see the, the Scottish Claymores. One of my, my friends growing up, his uh, big sister was one of the cheerleaders. Patrick remembers that well. Um, and got his tickets, and it was an incredible experience. Um, the only thing I really remember, not much from the from what actually happened on the field, I think it was Frank Burke Galaxy we were playing or something like that. Um, but I do remember that the out here Burke brothers, who were back in the 90s when we were big guys, um, were played over the tannoys, but it wasn't the radio edit. It was the, the very, very dirty, dirty version that was getting played, and I was cutting myself laughing. My dad checked me. Um, but apart from that, that's the only game I've been to. Next year, I'm hoping, though. Um, it's my 40th next year, so I'm hoping to possibly get down to a, a game next late uh, in the year. Fantastic. Um, a wee bit of the, the news, then. If we can have a wee look at the, the other bits of the news that have happened this week. One of the big ones that I thought was, was quite humorous was um, Dan Schneider uh, of the Washington Commanders. Um, coming out, kind of preempting the, the the other owners. I believe he's under investigation just now by saying that he's got dirt on the other owners. And then we had Jim Irsey from the the Colts, uh, the owner of the Colts, coming out and saying that he, he needed to be removed. This is before the, the investigations have been co- completed. Love a wee bit of drama, don't they, the Americans? And and they do it in such style as well. Um, if it was over here. There wouldn't be anything said because there's an investigation going on. They have to wait to the end of the investigation over there. Get them gone, get them gone. Um, and undoubtedly, it's going to make a lot of money for the, the other owners if the, the commanders were to be sold, um, especially after all the, the, the trials and tribulations they've had over the past couple of years and the name change. Um, uh, it was quite interesting to see. What did you guys think of it? Um, anyone have any views on that? I think it's I think it's really interesting in the fact that again Jimmy is saying that they could quite easily get the twenty-four votes needed to kind of force them out. And when you've got new owners like Sa um Tepper and um Carolina and the new Broncos owners, including Mr. Hamilton from F one, there's there's certainly owners willing to come in. So as much as the commanders have been a tire fire over the last couple of years in terms of ownership, I think there's certainly going to be some big, big takers coming eyeing that up and getting if Schneider goes, I think they're going to have some big, big bidders in there. Jenny, what do you think about that? Um, I need someone to enlighten me. What's happened? Why is there an investigation? What's Dan Snyder done? 
He's, he's a bit of an elusive figure, isn't he, Keith? I mean, yeah, he, he's not he's not been seen a lot in uh, in public. Uh, hi, hi, hiding money honest, from I, other people. It's going to get I'm with you on this one. I don't actually know much about the, the, the story. I'm looking for the, the, the more knowledgeable members of the crew to, to, to enlighten us here. Yeah, so, Studs, what's happened? Uh, there's There's been the whole mismanagement of the various allegations of sexual harassment throughout the the, the commanders, as I've now known, I nearly slipped into yeah. previous name mode, um, which Dan Schneider's obviously a hefty, hefty part of. And there's also the aspect where they've been hiding money from the other owners that um, they haven't been declaring that the the correct monetary values that have been coming in uh, which is all obviously split evenly amongst the owners in the NFL and um, Mr Schneider has been pocketing that so when you've got the likes of Jerry Jones the... <laughs> they're going to notice right. that'll be the that'll be the thing that that's this he signed his death warrant in there that he's, he's been holding back for the the other owners, the other things that they're, they're happy to sweep under the carpet, give a, a eight to ten match ban, and uh, and then get them back in the the, the team. But um, I think whenever you're withholding money, uh, that that's taking it a, a wee bit too too personal. Yeah, we're going to now look at the a preview to week seven. Um, I've, I've put in the, the the rundown for us guys the the the, the matchups that are um, for week seven. Nothing really really stands out, I suppose. One of the things that we could maybe talk about is the That's the Sydney Eagles. Well, give me a We've got the Sydney Eagles. Are they going to continue their incredible start to the the season? Are they going seven and zero? They're on a bye. Are they not? Well, no, they're not. Then <laughs> <laughs> just to, just to drop that idea, Keith. Well, yeah, they'll come back fresh though. Still undefeated. Fresh, but, uh... <laughs> Yeah, but I don't, I don't think anyone would have said. Yeah, I don't think anyone would have said at the start of the season. You know, would, would, did you think that the, the Eagles would would go six and zero? But you know, yes, I did. I've always said it. Well, Shaney, you know, you, you are Jalen Hurts' number one fan club. You know, drafted them in the first round. Uh, it didn't, didn't go unnoticed. <laughs> few, few eyebrows were raised at the time, but uh, yeah, he's he's just carried on um, in the same run of form that, that he had last season. Um, and yeah, you've you've got to say that they've, they've certainly put themselves well into contention. You know, terrific start. Hey, so like, um, Jalen Hurts has been throwing bombs and hitting targets, and he's got his legs. Miles Sanders isn't injured still for some reason, and you've got Devonta Smith and AJ Brown just tearing it up. The Eagles are flying. We're going to keep flying. Fly Eagles, yeah. fly. Smith is a terrific wide receiver. Um, you know, I, I drafted him last season, and I had huge regrets. You know, halfway through the, the fantasy season, I think I, I think I traded him to Shady, um, <laughs> and then he just he just exploded after that. You know, typical kind of rookie wide receiver first season. You know, he's Heisman Trophy winner, um, and it just you know takes that little bit of time to get to know the playbook. And um, yeah, that this season, you know, just just looks looks yeah. a real deal, and him, him and Hurts in particular. Him. I would um, I would go back to just you know week seven matchups and um, what's going to be the standout one. But I just did a little look at our um, pre-podcast breakdown that Keith sent, and he's actually just sent the week six results because he's a bit of a spoon. Scroll further down. Oh, because I'm so, a bit of a spoon. Yeah. So, <laughs> so just just while she scrolls down on his phone, 
I've got your need to show me how to mute people on this, by the way. This, this, this is getting beyond the joke here. Not a problem I, at all. I'm actually, I want to just come back to just circle back to the Eagles. And I mean, it's great you're talking about all these superstars and AG Brown, Devontae Smith, and Jalen Hurts and Sanders, and that's great. I mean, the O line has been frightening. They have been giving Jalen Hurts massive amounts of time, and not just because of a Kansas City fan. But I'm going to sh- I need a big bit of love needs to be shouted out to to one of the Kansas legends, his brothers in the centre of that whole line, and Jason Kelsey. He's absolutely phenomenal. He's always so reliable, so good. Very, very rarely makes any mistakes. They've made a, a, a fantastic start to the, the season. Quite a few of the teams though um, are three for uh, three and three um, at the start of the season, but. There's two ways to look at it. Is that teams that are on the decline? Or is that um, just off to a little stutter at the start? Or teams that are about to build? Some of those teams that are 3-3, three and three, we've got the Dolphins, the Pats, the Ravens, Bengals. Um, <coughs> you've also got the Packers, uh, Bucks, Falcons, um, 49ers and the Rams, and the Seahawks themselves. I think... Personally, the, the, the Seahawks uh, are on the, the rise with, with Gino. I think he, by all means, the, the, the stats that he's shown putting up this season so far is he's one of the top QBs in the league, which we all knew. That's why we were so happy to get rid of us. Um, and it looks like the, 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 the defence is starting to, to come together as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is going to be a, a positive season for the Seahawks. It'll take a wee while. I will struggle maybe to, to to win the the, the division, but uh, I I'm looking forward to the the rest of the the season there. What about teams like the the Bucks and the the Packers? Is the sun setting on their their uh, domination uh, of the NFL? What do you if, think, Craig? Uh, I, th- I think if the Packers weren't pushing the panic button after the the London game, the, then certainly <laughs> after after the performance against the Jets. I mean we. We watched we watched the game in Tottenham Stadium, and in the first quarter, I, I was convinced the Packers were going to absolutely, you know, roll over the, the Giants. Um, the, the Giants in, in the first half, you know, they, they didn't have any answers. Um, they, they couldn't run the ball effectively. They just um, the, the Packers just looked so so comfortable, and then the the rules just completely reversed in the the, the second half of the game. Um, all of a sudden, the, the Giants they were able to throw the ball a lot. You know, uh, they were mixing up their plays, and, and the Packers just they they totally totally collapsed. And then you know, again, you look at the the game against the the Jets. The, you know, the Jets have been excellent. Um, I think I think the Packers really um, they, they've got a, a huge huge make a big game. I mean, they're already um, you know falling behind against the Vikings um, in, in NFC North. Uh, we've made a tremendous start. Uh, really really pleased with. With that, and we, you know, we'll talk about that in a little bit as well, I'm sure. But um, yeah, of of the the kind of teams that you know you're talking about, that are three and three, like which ones are going to rise and fall? Uh, there's there's a lot of teams. I think I think a few bounce back teams. You know, teams that started strong. You know, you talked about the uh, the Dolphins in particular. You know, they, they won the first three. They've had a lot of quarterback issues. You know, two had the concussion. You had the the, the jelly legs. Um, then go to Teddy Bridgewater, um, and then he had the concussion protocol, and then you know they're down to the, the, the third choice, um, Skylar Thompson, and then he injures his thumb. You're back to Teddy. They've just you know they've not had any consistency there. Um, 
But the other interesting thing was um, the the number of penalties that they've had in the past three games as well, the number of yards that they've given up, uh, because you know they've they've given up I think ninety one yards in the first three games, something like three times that amount in the the second three games. Uh, it's yeah. it's a crazy amount. Um, so that that's probably you know something they're really going to have to try and address as well. But getting to a back, getting them healthy, I, I think they will bounce back. Um, they're they're one of those kind of three and three teams. I think you know, was said like the Patriots as well um, look to be finding the form Fantastic um, Looking ahead then guys so that's a, a wee preview of the, 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 the season of week 7 that's coming up what would we say would be the the, the match that we're most looking forward to what's the, the standout match for, for week 7 because I'll be honest I was struggling um, What do you, you think Shane what would we pick? I've scrolled down and I've found these seven and I've put some thought <laughs> in it. Hear me out here. Jags, Giants. Mm, yeah. I'm not picking, Aye. you know, I think that's going to be one of the closest, best fought games. If the Jaguars show up and play like they've done a couple of times this season against the Giants, D, that's going to be one to watch. And the Giants somehow five and one. Okay, you know that's unfair to them. They're they're doing quite well, but I don't think they're doing five and one well. Uh, and that bubble might burst a wee bit soon as well. So I think that is the one to watch this week. I had noted down myself. I thought possibly the the Bengals v Falcons. I think good high scoring match. Interesting to watch. Um, I, I I can see what you're saying. Jags Giants. Jags are slowly starting to get the the act together. Um, wonder if Trevor Lawrence can can keep that that going. Any any other games that you're looking forward to at all, guys? I I agree with you, Keith. I think yeah, Bengals Falcons is going to be a really interesting one. You know, two teams that are you know say three and three um, really need to try and you know bounce back and and get their season on track. But yeah, I, I think I'd fancy the the Bengals. You know, but I think I think it could be a high scoring game as you say. But that that would be my pick of the games this week. I'm going absolute homer pick um, on the Chiefs at the 49ers. Purely, <laughs> there, are, there is logic in it as well, but I do agree with the Bengals-Falcons for the early ones. I certainly, what the Falcons done to the 49ers last week makes sense, but an absolute homer pick for me and the Chiefs at the 49ers. Repeated the Super Bowl down in Miami for a few years ago. Um, Chiefs coming off of the back of that tough loss against the Bills, um, albeit with a banged up secondary, but we'll not get into that. Um, should still be a decent game to be fair. It's sword versus shield, studs, isn't it? <laughs> well, <laughs> let's. Aye, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, the 49ers defense has been playing very, very well, so it'll certainly be. And again, new wide receivers at Kansas City will be interesting to see. Was last week Juju getting monster game? Was that him starting to get worked in? I certainly hope so because I think he's a good young talent still. There is a player in there. Um, so what I have certainly noticed for the Chiefs is I'm noticing you're noticing Kelsey coming out a fair bit and the likes of Noah Gray and Forston coming in as well. I don't know, they maybe try to save the legs of Kelsey a wee bit for maybe later in the season for a playoff run. I don't know, just some observations I've certainly seen from Chiefs games at the moment. I mean, he is the, he is the best the tight end ever. <laughs> the um, <laughs> fans are on mute. Um, yeah, but uh, what's going on with the... Uh... Chiefs wide receiver room studs. They paid Scantling, Valdez Scantling, 
They paid Juju. No one showed up. They've got rookies. Come on, who's no one stepped them up? Yeah, I mean Juju last week. You certainly seen the glimpses of what Juju can do um, for me last week, which we haven't seen so far. MVS. Again, we know he's got pace. We've seen him at the Packers. We know he can be that deep threat. Um, haven't seen that yet at the Chiefs. Sky Moore is an exciting, exciting prospect for me. I absolutely loved that pick when we got him in the draft, and I, I'm excited to see him getting more and more work done. So I do think he's going to, well, he's going to see more work as the season progresses. Do you think they're missing that explosiveness that the Tyree Kills left, that deep threat? Yeah. And that's why Hardman was kind of brought in, as I say, initially, because there was fears that Hill was going to get a suspension. Um, and Hardman, again, you've seen little flashes of him um, over these couple of years, but he's never really took that massive step forward. Um, so, I mean, listen, Tyreek Kill leaving a team is going to hurt any team. Um, and yeah, yeah, I've got, yeah, I've seen that. You can see, you see what he's brought to the Dolphins. So he's going to make any team better that he joins. He's going to make the team he's leaving worse. Um but ultimately, we weren't willing to pay him what he wanted. Um, so, move on. We'll take our picks. And I'm happy with what we've done with those picks. Superb. Thanks very much, guys. We're going to get the full crew back in now. Um, we're going to finish with a, a wee segment we're going to call the Pick 6. So, we're going to have a wee look through a couple of different positions. Who do we think is going to be the top uh, star players for the, the, the week? I'll get the, the crew's... Um, thoughts on that? Um, I'll note them down. We'll see if uh, who was it that who was right next week. Who gets the bragging rights next week? So from one to six, we'll look at top QB, top running back, top wide receiver, the deadliest D, uh, biggest blowout, and then the match of the week predictions. What do we think? Then will we go for Bengals Falcons for the the match of the week? Happy with that. Yep. Sounds good. Lots of nodding heads. That really works on a podcast, guys. You're doing great. Uh, Danny and Scud, um, I'm coming to you first then. For who's going to be the the, the, the highest rated uh, QB? Who's going to get the, the most fantasy points for us this week um, in the NFL? Danny, what are you thinking? Um, Danny's, Danny's muted himself. Unmute yourself. He's, he's, he's done himself in there. Scott, save us here. Help us out. Um, to me, Who, who's getting I'll, the most? I want to take um, back Prescott coming back and I'll roll a hang me with fire way against the Lions. They've not been doing great defensively and I can see back Prescott taking them, to t- taking them to town. Fantastic. Danny, we'll get Danny's uh, input just now. He's going to try and get himself sorted or he can type in his answer. So, Scott, you've gone for... Scott's gone for Dak attack. Um, and I get a turn for him. Danny, um, you want to type your answer or, or you can tell us yours? No, can you hear me yet? Yeah, can hear you. Yep. There we go. Right, who's your, who's your QB? Sir QB this week? Uh, so, Gino Smith. Hey! There you go. That was, that's my game of the week right there. Seattle. Oh, Chargers. Chargers can... Well, the over of this game is a flip 50, right? So how this is going to be a high score and both teams are going to go for it. Forget 
Chargers at Denver, right? Take that aside, right? Because Denver's offense is a joke. You know, 28 <laughs> points to Cleveland, 24 points to Houston, 38 points to the Jags, 27 points to Kansas. That's still sort of the last five games. Seattle are putting up 32 points, 48 points, 23 points. Giro has got to go off in this one. He's got to take apart JC Jackson, terrorize him. Big DK got to go off. There we go. Giro Smith. I'm delighted to see that. And the, the defense is getting on top of their game as well. So it's going to be a, an absolute rout there. Um, what about top running back this week? What about top uh, running back then? Uh, Smudger, I'll come to you first. Yeah, this, this this is a bittersweet one for me because I, I traded him away from my fantasy team. But I, it has got to be Mr. Josh Jacobs this week. This, this man wants paid. He wants the Benjamin Buttons. He's come off of a bye week. He's going to be fresh. He's playing against the Texans. He's looked absolutely brilliant the past few games. Uh, I think he's going to be one of the absolute top running backs this week. Cheney, what about yourself? Who are you going to curse this week that's going to end up with a, a cruciate ligament <laughs> damage? I um, I was going to curse that one Barkley against uh, the Jags, but uh, I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to agree with Scotia. Um, Josh Jacobs is going to absolutely carve up Houston. Um, I'm going to have to every- take your first. I'm going to have to take your first guess there. I'm, I'm going to go for Saquon. Uh, believe in yourself there. Um, Saquon Barkley is going to absolutely tear it up. Um, but tell us then, why? Why would you go for Jacobs over Barkley? Jacobs, uh, the bye week. Uh, the Texans are just quite a remarkably bit worse than the Jaguars. Uh, Josh Jacobs is also getting not only three down works, but he's getting the goal line carries as well. He's getting everything. No one else is even getting near the ball in the the, uh, the Raiders' backfield just now. Thanks very much, mate. Brilliant. We've got the wide receivers this week, Patrick. You and I. Who are you choosing? Who's going to be the, the, the star man for us this week? Um, I would hope it would be C.D. Lamb if Dak was back, but realistically, I think you can't see by Devontae Adams against the Texans. You know, Derek Carr doesn't throw to anyone else apart from Devontae Adams. <laughs> like, nobody else is getting that ball at all. So, like, I, I just don't see how he's not going to rack up the points. Uh, for myself, I'm going to go for. You might not notice this. There was a, a, a moment last week when Mitch Trubisky came back and uh, the forgotten man um, of uh, the NFL, Chase Claypool, made a touchdown. And I think that's going to continue this week. This is going to be your star man at wide receiver. I've, I've championed him in fantasy football for far too long. Finally got rid of him. But the, he's going to prove me wrong. I should have stuck with him. I should have stood by my man. Chase Claypool is going to be our star wide receiver this week. Um, on to the deadliest D's, Studs and Danny. Studs, who's the, going to be the, the, the meanest defence out there? There's two I'm struggling to pick between. And three guys on this chat are going to absolutely love what I'm going to say. Now, the obvious one, we spoke earlier on about the Bears being an absolute tyre fire. Pat's D has been dominant for years. Let's be honest about this. They have been frightening in defence. They've lost JC Jackson, and I know Danny was talking about don't be that ex-girlfriend that was jealous and stuff earlier, <laughs> but they just seem to have replaced them. 
um, without missing a beat. So, and let's face it, the Bears' offensive line is frightening, really bad. Um, so, for me, the Pats are going to be a really good one. And Pat, you are going to absolutely love my next one as well because the Broncos have been utter dug meat this year on offense. <laughs> Their defence is carrying them for the Broncos. So I really think the Broncos and Jets is going to be a total defensive shootout and it's going to be who blinks first. Um, possibly Brandon McManus faced 60 yards as he done earlier in the season to miss. But aye, for me, the Jets and the, pa- the Pats are the big, big things that I'd want in my fantasy league. If, you were, if I was to push you on one, who are you going for? Purely because I love seeing Russell Wilson struggle, I would probably push for the Jets. He's struggling with injury. I actually think if Russell Wilson misses the game, it actually probably help the Broncos, to be honest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's how bad he's been. But I, I, I do want another press conference to say Russell Wilson walking away from the microphone trying to say Broncos country, let's ride, because that ride has been atrocious so far. <laughs> It's a beautiful sight. Um, fantastic. Danny, what about yourself? Who's going to be the top D this week? Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The one and only. Mm. They, up against the Carolina Panthers, really. So they're already got one of the best defences in the league. You know, they're Although they're struggling offensively, defensively they're absolutely sound, doing fine. You know, they're... Okay, apart, we'll take the KC game out, right? Because let's face it, KC can blow him there off. Wait yeah. a minute, I didn't sound right, but you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, they're home, you know, Norland's to 10 points, Green Bay to 14, Atlanta 15. Top against a Carolina team, you know, what struggling the last five games 10 points, 15 points, 16 points, 22 points. That's got to be an absolute blowout. Brady's got to be pissed off as well. Yeah, that, that, that's got to be. A, sorry, I've, I've went on with the next. Thing that's that's that's, 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 that's the biggest blowout. It's, it's, it's got to be that next game, but yeah, for me, the the, the best scoring D is going to be Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Fantastic! I'm coming to you, Smudger, for the the biggest blowout. Scud, you're up next. Who who, who do you think is going to run riot over over the the, the opposition this week? Uh, you Smudger, can be a Scud to me. I'm I, I think you. I think it's going to be the Patriots again. I, th- I think they, I think they've hit their stride. I think they've had some some pretty impressive uh, defensive shows. I, I think they are. I think they're going to be again uh, a, a huge, huge blowout week for them. Just like last week, they they they, they destroyed the the Browns last weekend. Let's see if they can keep that going. Scud, what are you thinking yourself? Um, between a couple, but probably I just I just see the Ravens having a bounce back game. The Browns are diabolical, and if they've not got Garrett, I can see them taking advantage of that big thing. They only need a big reaction to last week. Yeah, sounds good. I've got it. I've got all these noted down. We can review them next week to see who's hopefully wrong. Um, I'm going to go for the the Bengals Falcons for the 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 match of the week. Um. Danny, who is going to, 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 to come out trumps in that one? Bengals, Falcons? Uh, 
It is a tricky one. Uh, being at home, I'm going to go for the Bengals. I think Joey B is starting to find his post-season form for the other season. I think they're minus six and a half in the spread. And uh, it's going to be hard. Although there is a bit of bounce back for the Falcons, and you've got to really give uh, Arthur Smith kudos for that. You know, I think everybody's seen him as a bit of a tire fire this year, but you know they're doing well. But for me, uh, the the Bengals are going to win this one. Do you want Stand a prediction? Like, oh, you going for a score as well? Oh, why not? Let's make it interesting. You know, let's put some. some on it. I'm going to go for. I, I don't think it'll be a six and a half point game. I, I fancy the under in this one. It's 47. Yeah, I, I think it'll be about 24 20 to the Bengals. 24 20 to the Bengals. Stud, you, you fall in suit there. You think it's going to be a. A tight game, but uh, ultimately I win for the Bengals. I'm struggling to see anything other than the Bengals win here. Obviously, going back to fantasy football, I've, I've just traded for Jamar Chase, so I absolutely want everything past his way. Um, <laughs> so, but again, Falcons probably been saying every week this season. I probably expected them to be one of my first three picks in next year's draft. They're surprising me. Yeah. Um, but I still think the Bengals win. As Danny mentioned, Joy B seems to be hitting his stride, um, even with another porous offensive line. Um, I just think there's too many weapons on the Bengals, and the Falcons don't seem to be using their their weapons as much as everything else. So, probably agree with Danny to an extent. I think, yeah, I think that I think as I think the Bengals are going to be winning by more than six, though. But probably say, I don't know, go. 30-21. Now we're locked in. We'll revisit this next week and see how uh, close we, we did. Guys, that's a, that's a, that's a time up. Um, thank you very much for joining us. I hope you've all had a, a great time. Um, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. We're looking to do this every week. Uh, we're going to record on a Thursday night. Hopefully get it out late on Thursday night so that you can listen on a Friday and over the weekend and Preparation for the, the, the big weekend matches and uh, for your Red Zone Sundays as well. If you've enjoyed the usual patter here, that if you can give us a five-star rate and tell your friends and your NFL chats that you're in, um, get involved. Um, we've got the Twitter account at uh, Gridiron Crew. Uh, that's G-R-I-D-I-R-N-C-R-U. Get involved. Get in touch. Let us know how what you thought of the, the podcast. Um, give us some questions for next week. We'll make sure we, we get the listeners involved the best that we can. I've been Keith McGinty. Uh, from me and from all of the crew, enjoy week seven. Mm-hmm.